Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. It's been sublime, hasn't it? It's been one of those weeks that you'll remember, I think, goals scored-wise, and uh, and the quality of the games as well. We talked a little while ago about it being a golden age for Torquay United fans, and it certainly is proving to be, I can't remember, as good a Christmas period as this. Um, We're 11 points clear at the top of the league. Everything in the garden is rosy at the moment, apart from the injuries, isn't it? Well, even with the injuries, Gary seems to be pulling off uh, some, some master strokes. So let's hope that continues into 2021. Is it really 2021? It was only 2021 years ago. Oh, I know, I know. And it's, I it's tomorrow the world begins all over again. So this week's podcast, we'll be talking about game against Yeovil. We'll be looking ahead to another game against Yeovil. We'll be talking about Chesham. We'll be talking about Weymouth. We'll be talking about the transfer window. We'll be talking about a thrilling penalty shootout, which took place after the podcast um, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but first, we really ought to um, we really ought to hand over to the gaffer himself. Yeah. We had a chat with Gary um, this week, and I imagine he's got plenty to say. Yeah, he has. I had a chat with him. Obviously, um, they played. I'll tell you what. I don't know what day it is today. It must be Thursday because we're doing a podcast. So they played Tuesday night. Is that right? Yes, it is. Uh, no, Monday, Monday afternoon. That's right, because it was a bank holiday Monday, Boxing Day. And then they... Let's clear up. Oh, honestly, I don't know what day it is. What, what, so Monday was, was Yeovil. Wednesday? Wednesday. Uh, no, no, no. No, I'm completely confused. You are, aren't you? Yeah. Saturday was Yeovil. Yeah. Monday was Weymouth. Yeah. Today is Thursday. Yeah. And my name is Richard Hughes. Let's go and hear what Gary Johnson has to say. Yeah, I spoke to him him yesterday morning anyway. Uh, Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning. I've got it, I've got it. Uh, Gary, um, well done. Six points and another three to win. Um, How have you assessed the last two games? (laughs) Well, obviously we're we're very happy with uh, the results of the last two games. Um, Ten goals and uh, I know we, we let in... What was it? Four, uh, yeah, four. Four, yeah. Um, but uh, it was the manner of the of the uh, wins that I was really pleased about. Um, you know, the, the actual performance was was fantastic, and uh, I'm very proud of what the lads have done in those games. But um, they're done now, and and you got to try and keep it going for the next few games because you know, it, it, at this in this day and age with the situation we're all in. Um, when you get the game, it's very important to win it, um, and and that's what we've uh, been doing. I mean, you know, you, you look at the table and you see where Yeovil and Weymouth are, but but that really didn't make any difference to your thinking, did it? Well, no, it didn't. I mean, you know, I was saying before the Yeovil game that they're a strong team and they're not in a they're in a false position, 
And then, because before us, they beat Bromley 2-0. Mm. And then they went after us, beat all the shot 3-0. Yeah. So that came true. I mean, I know Weymouth had a couple of good results. That, you know, they'd beaten Stockport earlier on in the season at, at Stockport 1-0. Um, so th- th- none of them are mugs. However, I did feel, I thought it was a great game. Um, and I thought Weymouth gave us a good game and they were up for it right through to the, almost the better end. Um, but I thought we controlled the game. Um, as far as, you know, we had a lot more pain than we had a lot more. But they did get their opportunities. And in our league, there's not a team that's not going to create opportunities against you. You've just got to make sure that you put more away than they do. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I was... Yeah, but I was just very pleased with with uh, the way we didn't give up. You know, it was we've been doing that all season. We've got a lot of late goals, and uh, it was important to go to really go for it at the end and not just sit on a free all. And nor did they, to be fair. Yeah. But um, you know, it was, it was great to get the winner in the. Um, I, th- I think my, my new puppy's made his podcast debut. Um, <laughs> if you could hear him squealing in the background. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I wonder what that was, mate. Yeah. I thought that was, that was your knees. I think mean, you're struggling <laughs> with your knees. No, it's, uh, it's my new puppy. So he, uh, he's oh, just, nice, mate. Yeah, he's just discovered his toys. Oh, does, he, does he not know yet when you're live on the radio? No, no. He's, he's a bit still... still. He's only sort of, uh, I think, eight weeks or something. So, uh, yeah, he's got a bit of, uh, bit of growing to, nice. to go. But... Um, Nice one, mate. Um, you let like to do a, a podcast for puppies or something. Yeah. Or a dog show, <laughs> um, looking forward then, Yeovil, more of the same. Um, that's what you'd hope for. Um, and obviously you've been using the squad wisely as well. You've had to. What was that last bit? The, you've been using the squad wisely as well, but you've had to, haven't you? Well, because yeah, of injuries. No, got, yes, we, we have had to. And uh, no, no game is the same. If you played a team over seven days yeah. every day the, the game would always be different um, you know so we this is a new game we got to treat it as a new game I, people don't expect this to go there and win 6-1 again but um, you know at the end of the day it, coming away with a, a win is going to be a very very good result for us again um, so that's what we're after they're going to try and avenge if you like their uh you know, the result at Plainmore. So we got to be ready for their game, but uh, stick to our game. And that's really where where we are. And uh, it'll be another good three points if uh, if we can earn it. Um, you don't have to. Uh, can you talk about the injury situations or do you want to keep that under your hat of head of the game? Um, yeah, I think I'll keep that under my hat for now. Yeah. Because we. the reason why I'm saying that is because... We, we haven't yet had um, the definitive on how the injuries are yeah. yet. And um, so we're, we're just waiting on that. And uh, as soon as I get that, then obviously I can mention it publicly. OK. I just wanted a quick word about Lemon A. Evans, Connor. Um, obviously, you know, we all know he's a decent player, but at the moment he's playing outstandingly, isn't he? He's playing very well, um, and he'll be the first to admit it. So are a lot of the other boys. You know, yeah, they've yeah. they've come of age. You know, they had a, a a test year, if you like, at this level last season. Um, and I'm so pleased that you know people like Aaron the Main and 
Whitfield and Connor and, uh, you know, Carl. There's a lot of lads. You could just in, keep in, the list going, in, couldn't you, until you finish? Yeah, it, it, yeah. well, exactly, exactly. Um, and they've all played their part this year, but they've all stepped up a level in their own game. Um, and, you know, Connor's one of those. And, you know, when Connor's, um, you know, playing well, he's such a great athlete and a good footballer that he can affect the game. Uh, very much so, and and that's what he's doing. So uh, you know we're we're pleased with his form, and hopefully uh, along with the others they can keep it going. Uh, so I guess all in all, you're you're happy with the way the things are going going into twenty twenty one. I think you've got to be really yeah. at the moment. You know, if people had said after sixteen games you were going to be eleven points clear of the second, yeah. even though like there's still clubs behind that have got games in hand but uh, we got the points in hand sort of thing and if they win all their games in hand it still keeps them behind us so as I say it's very very early days isn't it 16 out of what is it 44 we've got to play Um, so you know we'll have to wait and see and it's a very uncertain world at the moment so we never know what's going to happen and what is around the corner so as the games come up we we just got to keep you know planning for them and making sure we're we're giving our all in every single game, and uh, you know, credit to the boys because they've put in a a great shift in the first third of the season. Brilliant, thank you, Gary. Good luck. Uh, Saturday is Saturday, isn't it? It's all a bit confusing, but it is a Saturday, January second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good luck Saturday, and uh, Thanks, yeah, and for the, and for the, for the for the year ahead, and, and hopefully promotion. Yep, appreciate it. No thank problem. You. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, Richard. Bye bye. So, Richard, that dog of yours just can't resist being part of the headlines, can he? Yeah, dog number two. Dog number two. The, number one is asleep on the sofa. Number two is on my, my lap. And he's only um, six, six and a half weeks old or whatever it is. So he, he might pipe up again at some point. I wouldn't be at all surprised. You've had a birthday as well since our last podcast. So happy birthday to you. Yeah, big one. Big one. Indeed. Indeed. But uh, the big news this week for Talking United fans, of course, is the new restrictions. Tor Bay has gone into Tier 3. Yeah. COVID restrictions. I mean, I mean, um, f- 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 really, unless you go out for, um, for meals uh, with a, a substantial meal and a drink, then I don't really think it's going to affect the likes of me or you too much, is it? Will your, will your walking football change or not? That's interesting. I think we can continue. You're allowed outdoor exercise. Of course, elite sports can continue. So that's talking United walking football taken care of. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. But yeah, you can uh, you can do exercise in groups of six outdoors, I believe. Um, so six aside, walking football, I imagine we'll be able to continue next week. But we'll wait for instructions from the club because obviously we're part of Talking United. Yes. So we take our cue from the uh, the community team at Talkie United. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously there are people who this change moving into Tier Three will make a big difference to, um, you know, and uh, and, and we're sorry about that. Uh, but uh, fans won't be able to go to play more anymore, um, and that's that's a shame. But I think you know, all in all, you know, I said I had a big birthday last week. It was my fiftieth, and it was just me and my wife. But um, all in all, I think. We're all doing it for the right reason, aren't we? We are indeed, yeah. I mean, we, we all understand the regulations. We understand why this is happening. But it is a shame because, you know, the, the atmosphere at Playmore on Boxing Day was great with, with a limited number of fans in. All the fans who were there enjoyed themselves. 
atmosphere was good. It was noisy without being dangerously noisy. I think people understood that they had to keep themselves separate. And it'll be a shame to lose that again. You do get those um, moments of, uh, of singing, don't you, where they're almost slightly hesitant because obviously the club did say people shouldn't be singing, but you're not going to stop people singing the odd song. And I don't think the club would want them to anyway, you know, as long as they're socially distanced and safe and wearing masks, you know, uh, it's not a major problem. But you do feel like, you know, um, a 6-1 six, a six win, the ground would have been rocking, wouldn't it? Um, oh, and those there good. did their best to celebrate it. Uh, they certainly did. But um, there was only 1,300-odd there. So, yeah, no, it was it was good, though, wasn't it, Guy? It was lovely to watch. Well, it, it was fantastic. Absolutely fabulous to watch. Let's talk a little bit about the games that, that we've had in the meantime. It's been two weeks since the last podcast, uh, in which time Chalky won at Chesham in the FA Trophy. Uh, tricky game that by the sound of it I mean you watched that on the stream it was um, it wasn't straightforward at all was it it wasn't straightforward it was it was a bit of a dodgy pitch um, it well, the weather wasn't good um, they were up for it as they would be seven league team playing a, a, you know the, the leaders of the national league and yeah uh, and Gary made I think five changes <laughs> well that's a, that's <laughs> that's not the puppy. Gary made okay. five changes. Uh, <laughs> this is the beauty of podcasting <laughs> in one take. <laughs> um, Gary, Gary made five changes, didn't he? And uh, gave, gave players a chance to, to play a full 90 minutes who hadn't done. Um, also, you know, we had players like Armani Little playing and... You know, that's another story. Um, and and, and uh, J- uh, Josh Umar and Billy Walters played up front. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good chance for everyone to get a, a good go, get some, get some time into their legs. And essentially, you know, one goal did it and, uh, and that was fine. Um, coming on the back of the, the first or the second defeat of the season, the first home defeat of the season against Dagenham and Redbridge, it was... It was a bit, oh, you know, was was that good enough? Was that good enough? Well, then came Yeovil. Yeah, and that was absolutely good enough. Just a quick note on Chesham game, the reward that we get for winning that game. Uh, Yeovil forfeited their FA Trophy tie against Boreham Wood because they um, they had COVID in the camp. Yeah. Which means it will be away at Boreham Wood on January the 16th. Otherwise, it would have it would have been three games against Yeovil in three weeks, which would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> which would have been strange. Okay, so the Yeovil victory, six-one, uh, magnificent performance by Torquay. Everything they did, they did right. It came at a high price, though, didn't it? Because Armani Little, who got it, it was actually his second start of the season. He'd started one of the cup games. It was his first right. league start of the season. Right. Uh, what a magnificent free kick to open the scoring, um, but went off with an injury. Again, yeah, which you know is the last thing we wanted to see. The free kick was um, quite special, not not just necessarily for the strike, but for the the preamble. Um, both Connor Lemonet Evans and um, Ben Whitfield uh, were lined up uh, with uh, Little to take it, and you didn't know which one was going to take it and which order it was. I can't quite remember, but. Connor went forward first, ran over the ball. Then Ben went forward, ran over the ball. And then Little went over and struck it. And what a great goal it was. And yeah, I mean, it was, he was playing really, really, really well. 
And, um, you know, we know there's a, an excellent player there and we just wish we could keep him fit. Um, but he, 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 it was a challenge, wasn't it, down on the, down the far end from where we are. So we didn't really get a good view of what happened. And I haven't seen the video. But, um, yeah, he got... He got went down after a challenge and uh, that was it. He, I mean, he, he, Gary did say to me afterwards when, when we did the, um, the interview that he didn't think it was as bad as, you know, the, the injuries he has had. But any injury that uh, Amani Little gets at the moment is going to be, it's going to be worrying. He must be gutted as yeah. well, just getting back into the team, getting his first start, getting into the game, scoring a magnificent goal and then having to limp off. Obviously, that kept him out of the game at Weymouth on Monday. And Danny Wright as well. I mean, Danny Wright scored the second goal. Yeah. Um, and he, he's, he's gone off with an injury as well, which also kept him out of the Weymouth game. What a good goal so that was. Lost. What a good goal that was as well, because um, it was an incredibly tight angle at the back post there to, to be able to turn the ball in, and he did really well. I'm not sure what the goal he was doing, but um, it, let's give it, it to him. It was an afternoon, an afternoon of dismal goalkeeping yeah. by the oval keeper, it has to be said. There's no two ways about that. And, but but um, when, 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 when Wright walked off, he looked more injured than than little didn't he he really struggled to walk down the line and um we shall see it's a hamstring is it uh, I, I think it's, it's a hamstring yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we shall see how bad that is gary seemed to think that was a bit worse than than omani's so given his age um yeah uh, you know we know he's fit he shows it week in week out but age not always kind when you get an injury the goals just kept coming on Boxing Day as well, didn't they? We actually um, attributed the third goal to Sam Shering. Watching the video, it is a pretty hefty deflection. It's kind of... might give it as an own goal. I'm not going to take it away from Sam Shering, though, because he, um, he was there, he got the header in. Yeah, it was very in. difficult for us to see, see from, from, we from half a mile away. That's right, right across the other side yeah. of the pitch. Um, I've kept it in my match report that I did for all, all, all the, the, the latest stuff that I've done for the paper and for the Western Morning News as a, as a Sam, Sam Sharing goal aided by the defender. Um, yeah. I've left it at that. I think that's the way of looking at it. The fourth goal was, was, was a great one. That's going to end up in highlights reels forevermore, isn't it? Yeovil are shepherding the ball out uh, down over the goal line, down in front of the away end. Josh Umara, first of all, doesn't give up, gets his foot to it, knocks it into the centre. The oval keeper does give up and just ambles towards the ball. Um, Aaron Nemain, bright, clever, alert, gets in, gets the ball past him, taps it into an empty net. What a joy that was to behold. For, for those who haven't seen it, the ball the ball is basically on the byline, isn't it, near the corner flag? Yeah. And um, Umara manages to, to, to scrabble the ball out and, and knock it along the byline. Now, the goalkeeper has obviously thought it's gone out. And he's, yeah. He's, yeah. he's jogging towards the ball in no particular hurry, probably thinking about Christmas. And um, Namain has obviously realised that it hasn't gone out and, and he's just been quicker to it. And by the time the goalkeeper, and apologies, I can't remember his name, but by the time the goalkeeper, and a decent keeper, by the way, he's an experienced keeper, by the time he realises what's happened, it's not gone out, um, it's too late. Nemain's got it, taken it, taken it round him and placed it in the back of the net. So, yeah, it was a great goal. And it was really nice to see Nemain get two goals in two games as well. Although, obviously, the second one comes in the, the Weymouth game. Unusually, I mean, the Yeovil game, I can't remember a team scoring six goals 
and no player scoring more than once. No, no. Six different scores. No, that, 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 that. Evans, lovely finish from Lemon Evans for the fifth one. Yeah. Um, Nemane, a great pass oh. crossfield to Whitfield. The pass to Whitfield is, is genius, but, but I mean, and then it's finished really well. Uh, that was a great goal. It was. And the last goal, Carl uh, Cameron was fouled way wide out on the left. Should have been a red card, that. I thought, yeah. looking at it back in the video. They got a bit frustrated at that point, Yeovil, hadn't they? And, and you, you, you can see why, but they... They um, they had another foul on, and I can't remember who it was that, that the referee let go uh, moments earlier, and I thought that was a, a, a red, not a red, a yellow as well. But yeah, I, I, the best way to answer that, of course, is to score a goal from the free kick, which is exactly what Carl Cameron did. Yeah, great header, um, a great win, fabulous win. Everything that Gary and Aaron and the team are trying to put into the team there came off, didn't it? In the overall game, they were busy, they worked hard, they finished well, they defended really well um, and then the game of Weymouth on Monday was Keystone Cops in comparison, wasn't it? It was a strange game at Weymouth on Monday. It was a strange game but Weymouth were better than Yeovil um, Yeah One of the things yeah. that Gary said interestingly post-match against uh, after the Yeovil game was that uh, the the BBC Radio Devon guy uh, got a bit of flag because and you know he was just asking a question he said you know um, something about struggling Yeovil um, which Gary quickly latched onto and said well hang on a minute you know they're not struggling they've got they're, they're, they're a decent team they've got some decent players they've got um, they they're on the back of a win albeit 18 days before because of their COVID problems you know they. And, and 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 he said no, you know, it, it wasn't lack of play or trying by Yeovil that won us the game. It was us that won us the game, and he was clear about that. Um, but Weymouth were a better side than Yeovil, um, yeah. and Gary said there was five. There was five really good goals in that game. Four of them ours, and one of them theirs. Uh, there was a penalty, wasn't there? And then there was a, a defensive error. So yeah, uh, but oh, it was, it was. Hell to watch. Touch and go, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, the pick of the goals for me was um was, was the second one. Josh Humer has really clever yeah. finish. He was yeah. set up nicely by Aaron Nemain. We'll come on to Nemain in a minute <coughs> because he's a player who's right on top of his game at the moment. But, I mean, there's some good finishing from Chalky. Humer's finish I thought was terrific. Um, and the reaction from the players when Connor Lemonhaven scored that winner right at the end neat finish there as well I think that told you everything they'd obviously been getting a bit of grief from the fans behind the goal there um, and yeah. obviously we don't condone any kind of uh, interaction with fans behind the goal but you could understand why the Torquay players were uh, letting off steam a little bit after yeah. that goal had gone in there yeah. were some really angry fans behind that goal yeah um it was a weird one, but uh, we we won it in the end. What a what a great goal that was! The last one as well. I mean, what a great team move to to, to get the ball to Connor, who who essentially you know had to just just put the ball over the line more or less. But yeah, it was a great yeah. goal. Um, it it was a real sign of 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 how much it means to the players. Um, that celebration as well, I think, more than the fact that the, the, the Weymouth fans were getting on their backs because they knew that, you know, we've had that little, we had that little drop in form, not drop in form, but two, two results that only got us one point. 
you know, after such a, a good run. And, you know, then you, then, you, then you come back and you beat Yeovil 6-1. Uh, and you're 3-1 ahead, uh, a 2-0 and then 3-1 ahead at, at Weymouth, um, a team in a similar place in the, in the division. And you really should be winning it. And, of course, then for them to come back 3-0, it must have been, you know, a real release of pressure when Connor scores that goal at the end. And you've got a guy, you've got Sean McDonald, who's had a fantastic, um, you know, I mean, the season's been in two halves so far. Lucas uh, Kovalan uh, kept going yep. for the first few matches and then Sean took over after the Crawley game and has held the gloves ever since. He didn't have one of his better games at Weymouth, but I think the highlights show the goals. But, I mean, he made a few decent saves during the game. I, I don't have any issues. A lot of fans on social media talking about Sean McDonald. I wouldn't have any issues with Sean. I think he's having a terrific season. You know, when you're in a game like that, you're very exposed as a goalkeeper, aren't you? Yeah, you any are. Any slight mistake that you make, you're completely exposed. Um, but I wouldn't have thought Gary has got any qualms about Sean in goal at the moment, would you? No, I don't think so. And I think I think uh, Coverland lost his place because of a slight injury, didn't he? So it wasn't anything that he yeah. was doing wrong. And McDonald, I think, will now keep his place until unless he makes any massive howlers or, 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 or whatever, I, th I think he'll keep his place until... Uh, I'm ready to be shot down in flames when I see him on the bench on, <laughs> on the next game but, um, Saturday. But um, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay in the team. Um, I don't think he would have gotten the team if it hadn't been for Coverland's injury. And I don't think Coverland will get in the team unless it will be a, a McDonald injury, which we hope doesn't happen. I think you're right. For all the um, for all the static and the white noise on social media, I think Sean is um, is, is still the currently the number one choice. Yep. In golf, happy to see that as well. Yeah, good good games all round. So that brings us then to um, another encounter with Yeovil. We go up there and play them again on Saturday. Yep. Um, it's not going to be six one again, is it? No, I would go with plenty of confidence. Well, as long as it's more than two nil or two nil or more, so that we've bettered them by one goal from last season. That goal being the the goal that we scored in the six two, um, because obviously we lost at home two nil. So let's win at home. let's win away two nil and and pay them back pro properly. Of course, there'll be no fans there. There was never going to be fans there anyway because Yeovil was already in tier three. So they, they were never going to have their fans or Torquay fans in there. So it was always going to be behind closed doors. But obviously that will affect us at, at, in Torbay again uh, as well now. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. There's another streaming game for us to enjoy, Guy. Indeed. I, uh, to be fair, when the goals were stacking up on Boxing Day, we were sitting there saying, you know, when Torquay had got three... There were a lot of people saying, right, we need three more to get, um, to yeah. get revenge for the last Boxing Day. Yeah. It's just a shame that there weren't any Yeovil fans there on Boxing Day to see it. Yeah. But, um, is that just me being vindictive? Probably it is. I, I'd like to say as well that when, when you said about you know six goal scorers, six different goal scorers in one game, we had ten goal, different goal scorers in two games. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely true. That's impressive. I mean, if that if, if the goals are coming Conor from everywhere, yeah, Lemon Hay Evans and the main score. Yeah, we had eight, uh, different, eight goal different goal scorers. My apologies. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, uh, 
Yeah, eight. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll tell you what, my maths is as bad as my, uh, my what day of the week is it at the moment. Christmas has done that. Dog Yes. Yes. I can tell. I can tell. But yeah, so, I mean, at the end of those games, then, as we stand at the moment, we are 11 points clear at the top of the table. Yeah. Fair enough. Sutton, Stockport, Notts County, and Maidenhead have all got two or three games in hand on us. But even if they win those, they won't catch us. No, I mean, they, they can win all the games they want at the moment and they won't catch us as long as we keep on winning and keep ahead of them. So it's a great position to be in going into the new year. And the, the stat that, I mean, I just looked at the league table and we're the same gap between us and Hartlepool in second place, the 11 points. That same gap is, it's the gap is the same as from Hartlepool in second to Chesterfield in 18. Is it really? That's fantastic. Yeah. And and then let's not let's not forget we're 22 goals ahead of everyone else. 22. No, we're, we're plus 22, which is is about eight or 11 goals or something like that ahead of everyone else. Well, that's another point. It, it's extraordinary. I mean, in Sir Lewis Hamilton terms, we've almost lapped the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, um, we, it's just <coughs> the stats just continue to um, to, to to blow the mind. Uh, yeah, this absolutely. season is just extraordinary. Eleven points clear. Um, so a little bit of positive news, perhaps, for Andrew Nelson, the kind of the forgotten man of the goal squad this week. He's posted a picture on social media. He's had an operation on the knee, the knee injury. Um, obviously, it's going to take him a while to recover from that, but. At least he's moving in the right direction. We're looking forward to seeing him, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, anything of him, of course, in the friendlies. He had a couple of games in the friendlies. Got, got, got would have got sent off, but then was was taken off by Gary, didn't he? And and, and that was really the last we saw of him. He played a bit, a bit in the next friendly, and that was really the last we saw of him. Um, picked up yeah. an injury. Has had his operation now. Um, how long the recovery time will be, we shall see. I mean, we, hopefully, we'll see him this year. Or should I say next year? Um, but um, it's going to be one of those weird ones, isn't it? I mean, suddenly we're going to have another striker on the books at some point when, when, when we need one as well. Gary did say, by the way, last week that with all the injury um, concerns, that he was, was not averse to looking at the loan market if need be. So, uh, you know, at the moment, he didn't do it in time for for Weymouth, and I didn't expect him to, really. Um, I think he'll probably be, have been assessing the squad since, since Weymouth. Now, we know, don't we, that when Gary brings in loan players, he generally doesn't tell you until about an hour before the game. No. <laughs> Which is what he did at the start of the season with, with three of them. So yeah, when, name when, appears on the team sheet, and um, and oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so so whether we will see any loan players come in, um, a loan player, a loan striker, I think is probably the uh, the, the problem position. If Danny Wright is going to be out yeah. for a little while, and we don't know that, we but, need cover uh, for Danny Wright, basically. Yeah, yeah, we we need some cover. We need a striker in. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who we pick up. Our track record in previous seasons of picking up strikers has been pretty good. Um, the, con the, the contacts that the club has elsewhere are, um, are legendary. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm, I'm struggling now to remember the chap that we had uh, for the first game from Bristol City who played a couple of games. But I wonder if he might 
be back again. He might be an option. He made Louis Britton. Louis Britton, that's the chap. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looked a million dollars. Yeah, the first yeah. Game, didn't he? he did. Every time he got the ball, he had a shot. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, let's see if that happens again. That's uh, interesting. So obviously the transfer window um, will be the talk of, uh, of the Football League, at least opening uh, tomorrow. I, I mean, of course, uh, yeah, I'm not sure when it opens, but yeah, it opens. Um, we've been talking about loan deals, haven't we? I mean, there's, I don't know if there's any, any reason why we might be not looking for a more permanent deal from somewhere with someone. The, the trouble is, it's the other way round. Sorry, I've talked over you, but uh, and you're probably about to say what I was going to say. But um, yeah, we don't want people looking at our team, do we? That's exactly what I was going to say. With the, the, you know, you look over your shoulder, don't you, in the transfer window, and you look at the squad. Quite often in recent years, we've got into the transfer window thinking, well, I can't really see that we've got anybody in the squad that's going to provoke very much interest. Can't say that this season. There are players having terrific seasons so far. You've got to look at. I mean, you could name a few: Ben Whitfield, Kyle Cameron. Connor Lemon Hay Evans is absolutely in the form of his life at the moment. Absolutely. As is Aaron Domain. Yeah. And you've got to look at, certainly at those four. Yeah. The thing with Whitfield, of course, is that he was at Port Vale. Uh, things didn't work out for him at Port Vale. Uh, but, the, I mean, teams at that level will be aware of Ben Whitfield. They'll yeah. be aware of the job that Gary Johnson has done with him and is doing with him down here. I think, I think yeah. if I was a player playing for Torquay at the moment, I'd, and I was of an age where I've got time, I would be slightly sceptical about going anywhere else this season because who knows what the heck is going to happen to the rest of the season at some point. You know, it could all, it could all go... It could all get messy, horribly, horribly yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, we saw Jamie Reid leave us, and he's not made an impression really at, at, um, at Mansfield. Um, now, one of the reasons that I will I will put that down to is the fact that Jamie Reid playing for Gary Johnson is not Jamie Reid playing for anyone else. We saw that uh, with his his previous uh, times at Torquay, and it was Gary Johnson, and he admitted that that it was it was Gary Johnson that that gave him the role, the free role to play up front and. And 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 built the team around him. Suggested the suggestion being that the team was built to supply uh, Jamie Reid. Now, if that's the case, and um, uh, and Port Vale were were more than happy to to get rid of of um, of Ben Whitfield, uh, who was also on loan at Yeovil, by the way. And the two chaps behind us doing the radio for Yeovil were talking about him as a, as a centre midfielder. Well, he's never a centre midfielder, so they obviously sure. weren't weren't yeah, weren't yeah. quite sure how to use him. Well, Gary is sure how to use him. You go somewhere else under a new manager who isn't sure where to use you again, and and, and your season suddenly takes a downturn, doesn't it? I'd stay with Torquay until the until promotion. If, if if I was Whitfield, if I was Cameron, if I was Nemain, if I was any of those younger players, I would be staying. I think. Yeah, the last thing you want to be doing is warming the bench somewhere no. in League Two. No, just a quick phone, uh, quick phone call to, yeah. to, to your mate Jamie and see what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I still think there'll be there will be interest in some of our players. You know, they're going to have to bat that away. Yeah, and they're going to have a decision to make. Yeah. Uh, 
It, it depends on money, doesn't it? If someone comes in, uh, everyone... Well, that, that, that's, it's almost an oxymoron. I was about to say, if someone comes in with 100 grand for a player, how can you turn that down? But then I was about to say, oh, obviously, everyone's struggling for money. So has anyone yeah. got money to pay 100 grand for a player? Um, we're in an, such an unusual time such an unusual uh, transfer window this will be. I, I can't really see players going for money. So if players have their heads turned by bigger clubs and, uh, and moves, then so be it. But uh, I'd stay. I'd stay. I'd love to be in the position where I was 24 at a, at a club. It was 11 points top of the league and, uh, and having, having, having the, the time of my life turning down other offers. But I'm older and wiser. That's true. That's true. The other thing that, that made me think about, by the way, is um, scouting for players these days. Yeah. In the, in the COVID era, scouting must be very different. There used to be a time when you used to go to a game and you would know when there were, uh, when there were scouts in, uh, in yeah. the ground. It was something to, do, something to do with the woggle and the baggy shorts, I think. Yeah, they don't... But, yeah. the, but scouts from other clubs, you would recognise the scouts. You'd know that so and so, an ex-player, was there, or they're scouting for Ipswich, or they're yeah, they do a bit of scouting for Swindon or whatever. Doesn't happen anymore. It all happens online, doesn't it? So well, you, never know. you say that um, the uh, chairman of Kings Lynn, who was uh, obviously his ego was big enough to think he could do co-commentaries as, as well as anyone else. Uh, he, he couldn't. Sorry, mate. Um, it was it was a creepy creepy. Co-commentary from them up there. It was probably the worst uh, uh, streaming service I've seen so far. Um, uh, he, he actually started talking about the fact that they had scouts from Peterborough and another club, I can't remember, uh, sitting around them, which I found amazing that he would give that information away. And then he went on to talk about how they were, they were obviously there scouting some of their players. I don't think they were, mate. Um, <laughs> But um, so scouts are still still going out and get going to games. I mean, obviously scouts there'll be a, there'll be an East Anglian scout who, you know, Peterborough is very close, so he will have gone to that game to look at Torquay players. Obviously, Peterborough are well renowned for their um, their interest in non-league players, taking them there, giving them a couple of years, and then selling them for two point five million. They've done it quite a few times, um, you know. So they'll they'll be keeping an eye on all all of those those games. Everyone that probably goes to Kings Lynn. Um, but you know, scouts are still still doing it, still getting out there. Yeah. yeah, interesting, definitely interesting. So I need to talk to you about the penalty shootouts that we had. If anybody was listening to the pre-Christmas uh, podcast, we played quiz ball. We had Dave Thomas joining us as a guest, which yeah. was um, which was great. And you had a game of quiz ball with Dave. I did, and I lost. Narrowly lost. But after we'd finished with the quiz ball, um, we had a tiebreaker uh, organised. Uh, the tiebreaker was a kind of a penalty shootout. And what I'm doing, is we could suggest this to people. If you're watching TV over New Year and you're 20 minutes into Mrs. Brown's Boys, the interminable New Year's special. I, I wouldn't even be 20 minutes be, in. It's got to be more to life than this. You can play our penalty shootout game. Yeah, you see, you've got dogs in your... I've got, I've got a big yawning I'm cat, yeah. Pushing things off my desk. <laughs> I'm trying to, my very best to ignore it. <clears throat> so what, what we did for the penalty shootout was pulled up on talkfanstats.com, the uh, the top 20 goal scorers. 
yeah. Talk United history. Yeah. And I got you and Dave in turn to name somebody from that top 20. In a little WhatsApp the, group, yeah. Yeah, the game being that if if, um, if the player was in the top 20, you were deemed to have scored your penalty. And if the player wasn't in the top 20, you'd have missed. Now, you and Dave got 17 on the bounce without missing one. You got 17 of the top 20. Yeah. Without missing a penalty. And I, I think that's pretty amazing. So uh, hats off to the two of you for that. Thank you. And and would you like to say who missed their penalty? Uh, Dave missed the penalty. Dave was the first one to miss a penalty in the sudden death shootout. Um, and you were the winner of the penalty shootout. Well, he got... Unbelievable. Um, Harold Dobby, who was in 21st position. Yeah. And that was deemed a miss. Your cat is causing havoc. Okay, your cat is actually, he's actually chewed the corner off the calendar that I was given by my Chinese takeaway there. So um, that's, that's a bit of a shame. <coughs> but yeah, so the penalty was, uh, was a victory for you, Richard. It was. Uh, obviously, there are, there are obvious ones as you go along, but as it, gets, as it goes on and on, it gets a bit tighter. I was very lucky. I think, one of, I think my third... Third effort was just inside the post, wasn't it? Or the hit the goalkeeper and it went in um, because David because Graham. David Graham was twentieth. Yeah, now we won't give any more away no. because people might want to have a go at this themselves. But uh, yeah, very. But good, we'll give good, you a starter for starter for ten. David Graham at twentieth. <laughs> there you go. And he um, used to wear ten, didn't he? Ex-girls have been pretty busy over Christmas and New Year, Boxing Day. Uh, Nathan Blissett got one of Maidenhead's four against Wealdstone. Okay. James James McQuilkin got one for Hereford. Wow, is he still there? Against Kidderminster. Wow. And Manny, Manny Duku was on target again. Hey. One for Wraith in their 5-2 win against Alloa Athletic. Only one? Only one. Josh McCoy, there goes the cat again. Josh McCoy, of course, scored against us yes, on Monday. Yes, yes. Uh, Jake Robinson got two for Billericay in a 3-1 win over Braintree. Danny Mills got two for Dulwich Hamlet against Hampton and Richmond. And Connor Wilkinson scored for Leighton Orient in a 2-0 win against Southend, who are really struggling this year, aren't they? Yeah, they problems, haven't they? Yeah, so yeah, that's a, that's a good, uh, good roll of honour. Indeed. And just before we go, thank you very much to Julian, who dug out a programme for us. Um, as part of the build-up to, uh, to the second Yeovil game. It's a programme for a match at the Old Hewish, which I was actually at on December the 10th, 1988. Did you go up for that one, an FA Cup second round match? I wasn't there, no. Um, I don't think I ever went to the Old Hewish. I went to the new one soon after it opened, uh, but I never got to the Old Hewish, so yeah. It was my only visit to the Old Hewish. We were in Division 4 then, um, Yeovil were in the conference. Uh, the programme, the uh, manager of Yeovil, Brian Hall, writes in the programme about how he, uh, he lent Cyril Knowles some kit during a coaching course at Lillich Hall and never got it back. Oh. So I'm not sure, um, not sure what that was all about. <laughs> and uh, there was an article in the programme from the Yeovil commercial manager, who's a bloke called Alan Skirton. Oh, really? Played, played for Torquay back in 71, yeah. 72. Uh, it was a heck of a game, that one, actually, the uh, FA Cup second round game. 5,600 people crammed into the Hewish. The highlights are there on YouTube for all to see. 
uh, and there's a lovely line in the commentary where the commentator says, Lorem is free. It's one against one with Len Bond, 1-0. And uh, Lorem indeed sticks that one away. It finishes one each, and we win the replay on the following Tuesday, 1-0, with a goal from Richard Thompson. Not that Richard Thompson. When I texted you earlier on, because you were looking for the name of the goal scorer, and I, I was going to put Richard Thompson and then in brackets, not that Richard Thompson, but I didn't. But you came, you came back with a video of his anyway, so we're on the same wave, wavelength. And of course, that was the, in the following round, we were drawn away to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, which we, and I went to that one and stood on that terrace. Stood, yeah. stood on Leppings Lane end, didn't we? Yeah, that, um, yeah. And we lost that one 5-1. We did, but it was a good day. I remember it being a good day. Good day out. Always good to get to a big ground like yeah. Middlesbrough. I remember the noise coming back. I mean, it wasn't a huge crowd there, but the noise that came off those Sheffield Wednesday fans down at their home end yeah. was incredible. Just a great wall of noise coming at us up the pitch. Yeah. No, that was good. So, it was good. I, I've got fond memories of those kind of FA Cup trips with my mum and dad and my brother um, during that yeah. period of time. Sort of Coventry away. Um, yeah. That Game. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was one of those games that we look back on with, with with good memories, even though we lost. Um, we, we yeah, the Sheffield Wednesday were a big well, they're a biggish club now. They're, they're they're smaller than they should be, really, aren't they? Considering they are, they are. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to stay in the FA Cup until third round again. Yeah, one day. One day. It would be good to uh, yeah. to get a big game. So Exeter, is it Exeter have got Sheffield Wednesday this 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 next round? I think. So, thank you very much for your time. That's been the uh, the Between Christmas and New Year podcast. Strange, strange time of year. It's been an odd year, hasn't it, 2020? It's not been uh, not been the best, but it is. As we say, I mean, everybody's saying, well, we'd be glad to see the back of 2020. For Torquay fans, we really are in a golden era, though, aren't we? It's been, as a football fan, it's been a decent second half to 2020 as a Torquay fan I mean I've obviously write about other other teams uh, for other papers at the moment and uh, spoke to Dean Edwards this week uh, Barnstable manager and you know they they haven't even restarted yet how they're ever going to finish their seven league season I don't know and he he said to me that it's just tight if if they're not going to restart just just scrap the season and, and and let's start again next season um so not all football is in a, is in as good a place as Torquay United, but isn't it great to be in that place? It is indeed. Let's enjoy it while we can and make the absolute most of it. Be a shame not to see the fans in. I mean, the next home game isn't until, as we say, until January the twelfth uh, against Solihull Moors. Who knows what will have happened in terms of tears and restrictions by then? I can't see it being eased, but. You never know, do you? I think it'll be a little while before fans are back, but we've got the streaming service, and the streaming service Talkie provide is very good. Um, so let, let's, let's, let's enjoy that. Let's get streaming and let's enjoy the football. And uh, from uh, Richard and I, the, uh, the Talkie United Yellow Army podcast, a very happy new year. Happy tomorrow. new year, yeah. And come, on, ever, you, <laughs> come, come on, on, you yellows. Yeah.